Oh, okay. You ready for this dingle dangle of a podcast? We're gonna get down oh, I'm and ready dirty for we, it. Yeah, we's gonna get down and dirty with that there Billy Ray Cyrus. We gonna hillbilly it up with Bob Ho. We gonna get on our jiggle waps and just fly down to the ship show. You ready for that? Yeah. All right. Well, then maybe we should start ourselves off with a little bit of a theme song. Theme the spy next door. Spy next door. Rip off songs from all the spy next door. Spy next door. This is a reel of all the action stuff Jackie Chan has done before. The spy next door. Hooray. Hello and welcome, dear listeners, to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron, and with me, as always, is Cameron. Cameron is my name. Yeah, yeah, sure is. Yeah, you know your name, you fucking douche, with your name knowing and your face having. Fuck, fuck you! Uh, today's movie, we did The Spy Next Door, a wonderful film from 2010 with... Uh, uh, Jackie Chan and uh, being Some kids, sp- other people. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, and I don't the- remember anybody in this fucking movie. I honestly, I have no idea who else. All the all the other actors besides like yeah Billy Ray Cyrus was in it George Lopez but they're not like the main like all they're it's like three kids and some random woman that's in a bunch of stuff that I don't know her name and then Jackie Chan. And this movie is shot like, like it's the, like, it looks like it's like the director's house in the suburbs that they're just like, we can film a quick, really easy movie here. Let's go, let's go hire a camera crew and Jackie Chan and let's fucking do this. Cause honestly, there's no way this movie costs that much to make. Cause the set is a house and some shitty like refinery. And that, that's about it. I agree. It's it's pretty awful. And to show you that Jackie Chan has almost no physical capability of doing martial arts anymore, much like he didn't in Around the World in 80 Days, they open the film with a scissor reel of all the ac- all the action movies that he's done. So there's like, yep. I remember because I had the misfortune of seeing the tuxedo yeah. a long time ago. And that was about like bugs and a tuxedo who like that makes somebody a super secret agent, super strong. So I recognized and remembered I was uh, re-traumatized with that film experience. It it felt like the opening to a really shitty 80s TV series. Yeah, it was like a Knight Rider MacGyver opening. It like, really da, was da, 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 with da, like da, the, da. the color overlay over the pictures and like them going across the screen. Uh, uh-huh. and like the, uh, the weird, like their use of orange, the orange hue that they have. Yeah. Um, over the archival footage. As it goes in, it's like Lionsgate presents. Bob Ho. Which, by the way, Jackie Chan's character name is Bob Ho. Bob. Shitty name. Aaron, that's not his real name. I know. I know it's not his real name, apparently, at the end. 
I'm just glad that they admitted that because I'm yeah, like, me too. Mm. But then it was weird. Okay, so we we're just jumping right into the the wedding at the end because we I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter what order. So at the end, he gets with the girl, the lady mom, and the lady mom, as most mothers are, ladies. Oh, oh, how very descriptive of yeah. a female character, Aaron. I'm so good. Um, it, they're at they're they're at the wedding, and then he's just like, I have to tell you, I, my real name's not Bob. And she's like, it doesn't matter. Like, what? Do, please tell. What is your name? I want to know now. Like, why? What do you think she'd care? Like, oh, well, what is it then? At least instead of like, I don't care. Mm. The f- uh, Maybe his real name is Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's probably his real name. Okay. Or Jackie Ho or Bobby Chan. Yeah, Bobum Chan. <laughs> hey, that would be a rocking name for a Bobum secret undercover. Bobum is a Bobum's a pretty great name. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, oh, and I have to tell you, like, did you notice how the sizzle reel at the beginning is um open to secret agent man? Oh yeah, because anyone who paid or rented the spy next door doesn't know that it's a spy movie unless there's that song in it. Oh well, all, all spy movies have to have that. It's fu- it's legally required. Look in the Hollywood documents next time you're there. It's it's a requirement. I don't have access to that. Maybe if I shadow produced something, maybe I would be able to see that. Uh, they are locked away in a vault. That's right. Maybe oh, we'll, yeah. Maybe we'll have a, a specialist on that later in the episode. <laughs> yep, because that's a specialist job. Well, we'll have a specialist to, to discuss it, maybe. I'll make some calls. Like now. Boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Ring. Hey. Uh, hello. Yeah, send a specialist. All right. All right, they're on the way. It's good. But you didn't specify where you were. How do they know where you are? Or what kind of specialist they know? They know. So I I get specialists a lot. Yep. So any type of specialist just knows where the person that calls them is? Yeah, duh. They're a specialist in it. Fucking idiots. God. In tracking people? Or yeah. Or like if I'm a heart specialist? Knowing where I am. All, all their specialists are specialists in knowing that because they're specialists. They just know. Oh, so just like a really vague general specialist. You don't know. You, you know what? You, you don't know the You don't know the industry. You're right. I, I I have no idea. You have no idea what goes into specializing in the specialist industries. You don't know. I guess I just can't ever specialize. I'll just have to be a layman of, like, part of the proletariat. The average yeah. Joe. <clears throat> yeah, the proletariat. <clears throat> yep. The I'll put the pro in proletariat. The an- Let me tell you. Antilitariat. Hmm. Okay, so for a movie that opens with a scissor reel, um, lo and behold, the family comedy element comes in when you see a four-year-old girl chasing a pig that's eating her underwear in the next scene. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it just wearing it on its head somehow? Yeah, and it just runs under the bed. And Okay, so the mother doesn't react to this at all. It's almost like she's in a coma. Oh, yeah, and, and she's like the under the covers. The it's a like, we'll just introduce the the kooky kids, and that way when the mom just goes, ha, <laughs> you kids. 
Oh, you. You're so mine. And well, they're all they, every all the children walk in with individual problems and stomp around and then leave. And she she throws the covers off and has happy as a fucking clam. She, oh boy, my life. Ooh, these children are rowdy and shitholes. Let's let's get the get get the day going. Oh man. It's such a like that's, that's such a how is that a character? How do you how do you introduce a character that way? Just like, man, these kids' lives these kids make her life really hectic. But she loves them so much she doesn't care no much. So we we gotta show her all happy in bed after all the child problems. Like fucking, come on, everyone would be annoyed at that. Ugh. I know, and it's like a much less interesting story idea. I mean, I know it's not her movie, but having her be like more overworked and stressed out lends more credibility to the um, excuse of the plot drive of the movie, which is Jackie Chan taking care of these three kids. Yeah. Yeah, that would definitely make more sense instead of like some random. I have to go take care of my father who plays senior baseball and slips his hip or something. Did an old person hurt? What the fuck is that? You know. Okay, one, I didn't know that there was senior baseball. And two, why is he sliding for home plate in the first place? Because he's old and spry. Mm. Yeah, but you can be old and spry and not play sports. But he's he's just like his pappy. He gonna play baseball till he dies. That's unreal as unrealistic an expectation on one's body as Jackie Chan being able to do the stunts in this movie. Yes. And that's no offense to Jackie Chan. I think he's charismatic, but with, like, you know, kind of play your age. It's sad when the the only enjoyable part of the movie is the bloopers at the end, where he's where Jackie Chan is yelling about how much he hates English. That was great. Oh, yeah, I did like that part. And I really love the slapstick in this movie because there is so much of it. There, the use of wires is incredible and fucking... It's pro- it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I wish Glenn was in this in the, on this episode because I would have questioned him if all of that was in, within the realm of physics. Yeah, because no, it fucking wasn't. Because if you hit someone with a ladder, they clearly will go, you know, twenty feet high and Wilhelm scream to strain at all. And Wilhelm scream because nothing has mass and gravity's only a theory. And not really real. Well, they don't apply when you're doing martial arts. Fucking duh. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. You know, when that you whole, your yeah. martial arts lens. That whole that thing is just null and void. <laughs> okay, and one of the pranks at the beginning is also, when you think about it, it's kind of a little concerning that the, I forget the name of the brainy son, kid, Ian. It, he, like pranked her his older sister's blow dryer and she's got like these oh yeah or things on the side of her face and i'm like she could die from that like you having her blow dryer explode yeah that's fucked up man i know i, I and that's like played for laughs like oh reckless and oh that rambunctious so entertaining. kid that rambunctious child burning his sister's face off almost Ooh. Oh, he's rambunctious. Don't don't bother him. He's he's got a personality that one. Yeah, oh. Exactly. And can I also bring up how the gender script is so pervasive in this fucking movie? Like 
the daughter tries to wear something that would be quote unquote too skimpy or yep. slutty and that and she like tries to get out of the house and her mom's like uh you ain't wearing that and she's like no it's in style and then she's like go put on pants and she does but they're like really low cut and she's like that's inappropriate well, no, she puts on like a tiny top with the jeans. She's like, you said I know, jeans. I'm just saying that, I mean, I get that it's an impractical form of wear, but that level of policing your daughter's body and her expression of wearing things, as well as like the, uh, okay, there's a, like, that is slightly less concerning than um, when the little girl and Jackie Chan go to get a Halloween costume and he's like, yeah. so do you want to be a Frankenstein or uh, the skeleton? And then this lady's like, Ugh, Asian, like old Asian martial arts stars don't know how to treat young white do women. Do you want to be, excuse me, do you, little girl, do you, don't you want to be a princess? She's got like her two daughters with her and she's like, mm-hmm. don't you want to fit into your gender norm? Quick, pink and princesses. Let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the same thing, um, it was kind of funny, but also kind of concerning that, uh, okay, so, like, when the mom is going through the, like, the four-year-old, the littlest daughter, Laura, I think her name is in the movie, um, her closet, she's like, so what do you want to wear today? And she's, do you want to wear blue or purple? And all of her clothes, her entire room is all pink. All pink. So, why is that asking? I know that that's, like, the setup to the joke, but, I mean, come on, you've got to have some variety. Get it? Because the little girl only likes the color pink. That's it. That's a joke in this movie. That, oh, I'm sorry. That's not a joke. That's a character. Oh, boy. This guy makes such great characters. Did you see that character moment when the little girl wore pink? Oh, I, I died laughing. Is that as much of a character moment as when Jackie Chan chooses to wear a leather jacket for some reason? Oh my God, Cameron, we need to talk about the, uh, the, the suit hook. The who? The suit hook. Suit hook. The suit. Okay. So when he goes <laughs> at when at, at dinner, he gets called away to work and goes, goes to his spy office. And he walks in and they're like briefing him next to him with shitty expository dialogue because that's all these people can write. And he goes to the goes into like this suiting up chamber and there's the hook on the wall and he just hooks the back of his suit and slides down out of it. How fucking. And and then he just comes out and like the fucking the black and the black and the spy black, you know, the everyone spy black that everyone wears. Why is that a thing? They can't take half a second to be like coat off using arms, sh- undershirt off using arms. That doesn't take that much time. Not, I need to use this special spy hook to take my clothes off faster. Woo! What the fuck was that? I have no idea other than to say that gadgets are always in spy movies. And for some reason, that's not a gadget. That's a hook on the wall. I know, but they would think like, oh, that, we need like a gadget here, but something that doesn't give him an unfair advantage over the bad guys. It, How about a suit hook? Yeah, a hook to take your clothes off quicker. Yeah, and that'll do it in the spy game. That'll stop those Russians. Oh, my God. I suit hate hooks. it. Suit hooks. Check. Nuclear I deterrence. Check. It. 
I can I say I love the Russians in this movie? Oh, they're, they're as favorite. bad as um what's fair game? Those Russians, they're as good as they are. I I it's my it's my favorite. That's my favorite part of this movie is the Russians. They are they are the it is the worst Russians in any movie I've ever seen. And I love it. Oh, they're great. And they're like the only real source of comedy, like legitimate comedy in this movie that isn't yeah. ironically enjoyable. Yeah. Okay, so we should probably get into the meat of the story. So Jackie Chan is dating this woman, Jillian, um, and he's in disguise like Clark Kent wearing glasses to disguise from the fact that he's in fact a Chinese intelligence operative on loan to the CIA. And Does I'm that sure happen? If that's a thing that intelligence agencies, I know that they do like joint missions, but I don't know if they just like rent out and fu- bankroll... Nope. Um, assets from different countries inside of their borders to do that. Cause I mean, there's plenty of black ops trained United States people, but I guess Jackie Chan. I it's, it makes no goddamn sense. I think it's probably more because the spy next door is geared towards the United States because North America is pretty much the only place that would buy a piece of shit like this. And be like, oh, Jackie Chan, we love that guy. Oh, family comedy. Oh, spies, I love that. So it's like all three of those not making sense would make sense financially because they'd be like, sure, yeah, people fucking go see that. Yeah. From a marketing standpoint alone, I mean, I can see what they were thinking. Because of his box office track record. Yeah. Okay, so he's all, uh, they're all having like this really serious discussion when he takes her out on a date. And she's like, you know, if you marry me, you've got to marry all of us. Which means that she's like not willing to put, you know, him and their relationship in front of her kids. And he's like, okay, I understand. And this felt like a breakup scene to me. And so him going on like a mission and fighting, um, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Poldark. The Russian yep. bad guy in a pole dark, Jesus Christ! Yeah, pole dark, name. and they fight with these metal rods. And oh, did you notice how much like ADR jokes there were in this movie? Oh my God, there were so many. You Just know that like that's ha- probably a- all of the jokes were because were, were ADR almost. Oh yeah, because um he when he goes to the agency, they're like, oh we got we got a hot one for you, and. uh He's like, I have an emergency. And uh, so we see George Lopez as his handler through the agency. Yippee. And just when you thought that doesn't get good enough, Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, the best character. My favorite. Oh, yeah. Out to prove that he's quote unquote not a hick. No, le- no, Cameron, legitimately my favorite character in this movie. I'm, I'm not kidding at all. I kind of like George Lopez. His delivery was kind of he doesn't the worst. Do, he doesn't do anything. He's just like, hey, man, we're spies. I've got a gun. Yeah, he hey, just- Hey, man, ta- I like the money. I don't care about this. I have a gun. Like, that's his line. That's how he delivers his lines. That's why I like him, because he has no commitment. Because <laughs> like- he gives no shits. I just love- I don't even- I just love the crazy shit they make Billy Ray Cyrus say in this movie. It's it's amazing. I mean, there's that's one in particular great, that's my favorite. The, you know, if there's like a degree 
or three degrees below phoning it in, that's what George Lopez is doing that's every true. second that he's on screen. <laughs> he, he does not give a shit. Man, those Russians should, oh man, they hit Poldark's transportation from prison and he escaped. We better go get him. And they attempt to do like this whole, (laughs) oh, he's on loan from China thing. And he's like, uh, so Jackie Chan's trying to like figure out like expressions and they only use Uh it a few times, but he's like, huh, are you, how, how they say, uh, pulling my bust. And he's like, yeah, that's it. So all these li- they try really so hard translations. There's a bunch of um, gadget jokes like, oh, do you think you're going to need a jetpack for these guys? And he's like, no, nah, it's in the shop. <laughs> oh, God. So lazy. Get it? Because it's a spy movie. So they got to have them damn jetpackies. And I love the Russian bad guys too. The uh of course Poldark is wearing fingerless gloves like some yes. sort of late 70s punk band front runner. This is like the only good running joke in this movie is the bad guy keeps trying to find American clothes and they just bring him ridiculous shit. Like as soon as he gets Yeah, it's amazing. it's the only legitimately funny part of this movie. So when he gets out of prison, he's in like the orange shitty jumpsuit. And he's just like, find me some American clothes. And they come out and they give him like wrapper clothes. So he's got like huge baggy pants with like black and white graphics on him. And like the fuck, the, the hat that's like put on sideways and a half fur coat. And he's just like, it's amazing. Aaron, since you're jumping to the part where he's dressed like a rapper, can I bring up my favorite line of the whole movie? Uh, yes, please. I, uh, when he sees, when he sees himself, he's like, I look like a rapper. I look like the Fresh Prince of Belarus. <laughs> so stupid. I'm like, oh, that God. is amazing. The movie should just That's end pretty great. right there. Done. Fresh Prince of Belarus. We're out. Done. Movie over. We can't do better. We're done. Let's go home, guys. <laughs> okay. <Even laughs> a terrible comedy script can still have like the one line where you're like, okay, that was good. Yeah. The Fresh Prince of Belarus. That's so fucking I love I love when the uh what is it? The one Russian guy's like, boss, boss, how do you like these clothes? And he just turns around and shoots at him. And they're like cowboy clothes. I guess not. Whoa. Like, oh God. I think this movie is very <laughs> anti like anyone who's not American. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's anti them. I just think it's like, oh, silly Russians. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, well, Jackie Chan has a hard time fitting in, but because he tries really hard, he gets, you know, a white lady and a bunch of kids. Whereas, like, the Russian guys get prison and hitting the balls with a ladder because they're like, yeah, they do to, get hit in the balls with. A I don't know. Ladder. I got like kind of an assimilation, I like theme in this movie, like. Oh, wh- where do Russia and China kind of fit into like this United States context? I really think you're overthinking the spy next door. You well, do know what movie know. we I... watched, right? I don't think they give a shit enough. I just think if I think it was more of a we need an action star. Who can we get? Oh, Jackie Chan's available. All right. All right. We need bad guys. It's a spy movie. Russians done. I don't Cause... think like it, whatever. <laughs> 
I doubt they gave any fucking shits or any thought or anything at all to that at all. They're just like, yeah, fun spy movie with Jackie Chan. Russians, dumb. All right, go. I know, but it can still be analyzed that way. I guess. Oh, and all the ADR jokes, some of them are actually kind of funny. Like um, when Jackie Chan is going through the vents to um, stop whatever Poldark's doing and that wherever he meets him just in the about opening. nothing at the be- at the very beginning of the movie yeah he's doing nothing yeah he's just kind of like villainously waiting um he's a villainous lady in waiting i guess and you I, just i don't see, know you just see like the huge russian guy and you hear like this 80 yard line like there is no overtime here oh god get it because bad guys don't get overtime it really sucks to be a henchman yeah. Oh boy. And how awful is the fucking score to this movie? Yes. So bad. Oh, it's I like a three stooges fa- special. My favorite part, um, music wise, is when um the big daughter, whatever her name is. It's some weird name, isn't like whatever her crazy name is. Um She's like, hey, Bob's the best man you'll ever find. And the music's like, sweet. Like, it's, it makes no sense. <laughs> and then when there's like a physical comedy, but it's like. Yes, you mean the best score in that case. And uh, the sound oh. design for all the all the punches for the sound design was the same. Like it's. Oh. Oh, that's so bad. It's kind of like the haunted mansion where everything is kind of, I don't know, the same sound effect. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the haunted mansion was for that. And you know the poles that um, Jackie Chan and Poldark use? Like when they take them out of their belts, like their respective belts, they make like a sword unsheathing sound like shing. Oh, yeah. Oh, the belt swords? Yes. The fuck was that? So hold on. Listener, there are belt swords in this movie where when you take it out of your belt, it you whip it out and it comes into a big solid thing that you hit people with. Because that's a thing. And honestly, that's probably the most useful, actually legitimately the most useful invention he has is a, re- a that ready weapon as a belt. Like, whoosh, done. Instead of like, I have a laser fist and... I have cameras and this thing saws this thing. It's like, that's probably the most, like, being armed with a, an, that accessible weapon that doesn't take up any space on your, on your person is probably more useful than anything else you have. Unless it's a, it's a suit hook. That's true. The, 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 the undressing hook is probably way better. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Much more practical. I forgot about the hook. I forgot about the hook. How could you? I don't, I don't know. I feel I feel terrible about it now. I'm, I apologize, listenership. Hear that, dear listenership, and me, Cameron. We alas, dear alas, dear listeners. Please forgive my apologies, and accept them into your holes. Forgiven. Thank you. I deserve worse. Much by next door. Anyway, so back to the, I don't want to call it a plot, the stuff no. that happened on screen. Um, he defeats Poldark. Poldark is 
excuse me, um, taken to prison for four hours. George Lopez gives the most gleefully heavy expository thing of the entire movie. Oh my God. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He says, um, I have it all written down here. He says, gee, Bob, I sure hate to see you go home. You're the best agent we ever had. Like as soon as the like as soon as he gets back from the mission, him, Billy Ray Silas, and George Lopez walk out of the elevator, and and Billy Ray just like well done, and walks in another direction, and then George Lopez just follows him and yells the story at him. Hey, Jackie Chan, did you hear that? You're the best. Well done on that mission. Oh man, that Podark guy has done so many bad things in the past. Hey, by the way, who to do? Guess what? I'm. You're from China, and we're gonna miss you when you're gone. Hey, it sucks you're retiring like he just he shouts it at him there's so much i have a feeling like george lopez was on set for this movie for like a day or two probably probably two yeah because the amount of screen time he has um he wears the same suit for the entire movie oh my god speaking of um Speaking of wardrobe, can we talk about Billy Ray Cyrus's red brown trench coat thing? Yeah, what the fuck was that? Oh my Oh my god. I love it. I love it so I I love it so much. I need 6 of them. They are so shitty. Ooh, and his little soul bad. patch. It's bad and I love it. And his anti-marriage stance when Jackie Chan is like I am going to go marry Jillian and be and be made an honest man of, he's like, don't get married. Just find some girl you'll hate in five years and give her and your house. And give her your house. Yeah. Wah. That was fucking awful. But, f- oh, God. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so you know how I said that I thought that their last, um, Jillian and Bob's last scene was a breakup? Imagine my surprise when he goes right back to their house. And because I thought that they had like irreconcilable differences and, you know, then they reconciled. Yeah. So they kind of retcon the whole, well, I guess we have a deal breaker. And he's like, well, I guess I'll try. And so pretty much like a kitten on the roof. And like anybody who likes cats, Jillian just goes, eh, fuck it. It'll get down somehow. Bad. Don't worry about the cat, little girl. I'm sure he'll jump off the roof and splat and break all of his legs. Eventually, a father. We've tried every. Yeah, they've tried everything except a fucking ladder, which they have, which they have, by the way. Which is then later later in in a fucking fight scene. They've used. They use it later in the movie. She has a ladder. You've not tried everything. Well, maybe she just doesn't give two fucks about a cat. I mean, oh, she does not give any fucks about that cat. She or wants maybe it it's dead. her way of that cat. Jackie Chan that cat has pissed on her pillow at night. She hates sure. it. I bet that it's probably her way of testing Jackie Chan and other eligible suitors. She's like telling her daughter. She's like, well, hopefully some eligible fatherly figure will come and save that cat because tropes say that he will with some sort of. Oh, oh yeah. That's what happens in movies. Yeah. Which is actually what totally happens here. Yeah, because people just set up fucking traps to be like, how good a human are you? Let me check with my radar of niceness. Boop, 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 boop. Save the cat. Boop, 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 boop. Good man. Boop, 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 boop. Done. Uh, my vagina's open to him. Yep, because that's how the boop, boop, 
boop, boop, translates into consensual intercourse. Yep, consentercourse. Yep, I, I think it's just consensual intercourse. Consentercourse. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I've coined a new term. You're welcome. Use it as often as you like. Consentercourse. Done. Just like jerk off bait. Jerk off bait is also one that I will allow you to use on a temporary basis until it is removed. Until Aaron's memoir, jerk off baiting in the in the Kinter source for the rest of his life. In my in my dungeon lair of Castle uh, von Ehrenstein. It's the full title of my memoirs. Buy it on Amazon in 60 years. I yeah. like this book so much I gave it five stars because I did the same thing when I jerk off baited in the sick. In the consenter course. I also pummel my genitalia with a hammer to get off. Ding. Because you can put sound effects in the reviews in the the story. The one, yeah, the one advance in internet technology in 60 years is the addition of dings at the end of. Wait, you consider a hammer a technological innovation? Yeah. So you think you're the first person to ever hit their junk with some sort of painful, blunt object? Uh, no, but a hammer, yeah. Duh. Or are you only the first person weird enough to write about it? Probably both. Okay, well, I'm glad we got that on that. And this is um, Cameron on NPR in for... Terry Gross, and in for other NPR people that I don't know the names of. And this is Aaron, whose new book, Jerkovsturbating from Cassiner Course, is available never. Goodbye. Good night and good luck. Meh, a better movie than The Spy Next Door. <laughs> <laughs> Not hard to be. <laughs> oh, boy. What okay, the, so you know like, the whole Save the Cat moment, like, the audience may not know it like the screen, the old screenplay thing where it's like, Oh, well we'll give the hero guy, the dog so that you like him and root yeah. for him to, you know, be happy and have the sex and all that. Um, yeah, this literally has that save the cat moment. It's like some first year film student or English thesis student was like, I want to write a screenplay as a vehicle for Jackie Chan. That'll get, see, up. he saves the cat in the first 20 minutes. Aren't you glad? Fuck you. Oh, and then so um, Podark gets broken out of prison. Fucking Podark. I can't get over his name. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Podark gets broken out of prison um, after Billy Ray Cyrus calls Jackie Chan and tells him, Podark, um, he, w- he was gone like rum in an AA, rum cake in an AA meeting. Oh yeah, he's gone like rum. What? Who? See, that's why I love him in this movie. Not him. The writing for him, because it makes no fucking sense. Or it's the craziest thing you'll ever. Like it. Who? Who? Do you think they have let him write some of his own lines? Because this is like the sagely Morgan Freeman character or something, where it's like the comic, um, supporting tech person, like Simon Pegg in Mission Impossible was. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, the first time that I met Andy Dufresne, he was a spy that was Asian. He was a cyborg. Oh, yeah. And the little girl thinks he's a cyborg because Bob is boring. Bleh. 
hey, better than the princess thing, at least they kind of shook that gender thing away a little bit. Yeah. Oh, there's a uh, oh, much God. more new. There's a scene that we uh, there's a scene where the um the mom just randomly bakes the kids cookies, walks upstairs and they're they're all ultimatum me, arms crossed, like, there's no way we're gonna let you marry Bob. It's like you don't you don't really have much of a choice. I know it's kinda She's her like, decision. Yeah, um and, Go ahead. Like also it's not like a, I randomly made cookies for you here. Like cookies, like I don't know. That's not they don't teleport out of nowhere. Also, they try to pass her off as an artist, and then immediately that's never a plot point ever at all. She's like, I'm an artist, but I can just have my spy boyfriend husband provide for me because traditions, yay. Well, he just like, oh, and his reaction to her art is like, oh, and that's it. That's his reaction to her to her art is, oh. Well, she's never given a chance to establish herself aside from being a single mom and loving yeah, her kids. she's not a character. She's not a character at all. Oh, 80% of her screen time is reaction shots when Jackie Chan is checking in with her while she's yeah. in a hospital of some sort. University hospital. I remember that being that. Oh, yeah, and then there's the really convoluted way, like the whatever Podark was trying to steal is downloaded by the son as like a bootleg concert bootleg that concert, he downloads yeah. to be cool because all middle school kids in the late tw- in like the late 2000s were all into Iggy Pop or no it was Grievous oh, yeah. Bodily Harm in a St. Petersburg concert bootleg concert concerts or matter people care so much about bootleg concerts when they're in fucking middle school I know, and he's like, yeah, this bootleg concert will make me really cool. Oh, boy, push glasses up, pull around suspenders. Oh, boy. Maybe like a 25-year-old hipster, but not like a 9- or 10-year-old like pathological liar. Which he is. Which is a weird character trait to have for a child. He's like, girls don't like geeks, so I just lie about shit. That's yeah. his whole arc. That's how that works. And then apparently him faking being cool by like having a Fonzie look makes him that like that's how he gets around to becoming more of a character and growing as one is by changing his looks to get women. That's the that's that's the only way his character changes. That and he likes Bob later. So From, like that's the changes of his character. Thanks, movie. In fact, none of the characters change in this. Well, no, the arc for both the sister and the boy, uh, in, a ter- in addition to falling in love with Jackie Chan as a father figure, is to buy a new slew of clothes. Yeah, literally. And same with they, the younger daughter, it. too. The, act- the only one who actually kind of has one is the little girl. A little bit. Because instead of being like... Oh, I want to be a princess and wear pink all the time. He's just she thinks because she thinks Bob is a cyborg because he's so boring. So later in the movie, she wants to become a cyborg. So that's an actual like that actually means something instead of like I made him pretend that he's cool by making by fucking up his hair and putting his collar up. And that's about it. Women flock to him. Woo. He's a magnet. Oh, vaginas flopping out everywhere. Woo. 
Woo! It's like all of their arcs as kids are dependent on things like clothes that they need to buy. Because like even the cyborg thing like manifests as like a mask that she wears that is then used to defeat a bad guy by pushing him at a rapid speed and flying through a wall. And then she says, mommy, that man flew or something like that. Yeah. That man flew. Oh, by the way, that's the same little girl as in the league. Yeah, I know. I looked that up. I really like that actress because she's on the league. Yes. (laughs) She's actually great. Especially when she says profane things on that show. Yeah. Okay, I want to go back to one point that I wrote down. So when Podark gets out of jail, he's like, oh, it was so hard behind the bars. And she's like, you are in there for for four hours. And he's like, I want a meal. Um, He's like, I want a meal, and I want one that doesn't come with a toy. And So if he's been in prison for four hours, they would feed him, I guess. But in the world of the spy next door, do prisoners get toys with their meals yes it makes it sound like he's pissed off about getting a toy in prison what is it like a shiv like oh here's your chicken tenders it's mcdonald's sponsored prison didn't you know that that happens mcdonald's McDonald's owns like 40 prisons oh boy yeah mcdonald's has a ton of prisons And I wrote down that the excuse for having the kids taken care of by Jackie Chan in this movie is worse than the plot framing of old dogs. It makes no sense. Yeah, like the, oh, well, I have to go to jail because I was an environmental activist. Yeah. So I've got to go to jail for it's uh, She has to leave because her... Her father, who's super old, does senior softball and slid for home and broke his everything. Oh, he's getting a replacement hip, though, so he totally needs her. But apparently her mom's still alive, too, because when Jackie Chan offers, she says, oh, no, 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 no. My mother's coming in. She can handle it. She was in the military. No, she that was her aunt. Oh, that's right. Her aunt. Or I'm their like, aunt, her sister. Wait, what does being in the military have to do with being able to raise children? And I mean, I get that it's probably strict. a way of disciplining yourself, but when it comes to like rearing children or like taking care yeah, of it's them, a lot that di- it's very has almost nothing to do with it. It's a, it's a ridiculously different. Unless you want to give the children guns and throw them at an enemy. Oh, exactly. That'll do it. And I didn't like these kids at first because the mom's like, my feelings count too because she wants to marry yep. Jackie Chan. But they're like, yep. I hate it when old people have feelings. Yeah, that's a line. And then they immediately disregard that and say, we've got a deep six Bob. Oh, and I also wrote down the line where the young boy was like, oh man, this bootleg concert is going to be my ticket to Coolsville. Yep. Tickets to cool, cool. What is this like? Nineteen eighty four. Uh, yes. Duh. Okay, and Duh. then I wrote down that Jackie Chan. Oh, so the first night that he's there, um, the little girl, it, Laura, is running away from him, and she's yeah. like, "My mommy can do that," because he's trying to put. Oh her my pajama god! Pants. Yes. And he corners her, and she's like, "No!" And he throws her up into the air like fifteen feet. Gets the pants on, and he's like, I bet your mom can't do that. Ha ha. 
Yeah. Because spies can just throw children two stories in the air and catch them in a dress because they're so and what kind of message does that send to people who are babysitting? Oh, I can clearly win over four-year-old girls if I throw them X amount of feet, air, feet in the air. The fuck was even? I don't have to... Do I have to catch them? Pretty sure just throwing them will suffice, right? Yeah. What, well, after the first night, and here's, I think, my favorite part of the movie... Um, he calls Billy Ray Cyrus for help, and he brings in a bunch of like spy gadgets and shit like that. Or the, this is after the second night. We're, we're whatever. And he comes over and open opens a case, and there's a bunch of gadgets in it. And he's just like, "How did you get this?" He's like, "Oh, let's just say I gotta get some weapons grade plutonium by the morning." Like, holy, hold the fucking phone. Oh, I did like that. What the fuck? Like he traded. These three children, him, him being able to take care of these children a little bit earlier for nukes, you know, world destroying things. It's good. It's a good trade. Well done. Well, your, he was your daughter's go, terrible. He was clearly going to go to the set of Back to the Future, rip off the, uh, the Armenians that Doc, that Doc was going to in that, and have it so that. He could bring yeah. it to Jackie Chan. That would have been great if Doc Brown showed up. <laughs> you gotta make that trade! <laughs> <laughs> no. Look what happened to me. I got shot a bunch. Because that's what he sounds like. No, Doc, Doc, it's me, Jackie. He's like, Jackie, I just sent you to the future. And he's like, no, Doc, I'm back from the future. Great. Dun, 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 dun. Title card. Sequel. Okay, so we have to talk about the worst actors, um, at least from a kid perspective, the bullies who... <gasps> you mean my favorite kid actors in this movie? Yes. yes. <laughs> I love them. Especially at the end. Oh, they are in the same acting par as George Lopez. They don't give a fuck. So, so they're um, bullying. They bully Ian. Oh... So they're um, good. Kid, I love them. Boy, kid tries to give them the fake concert, and they're like, "Whoa, that'd be really cool if you had that." And then it's like this weird sound because it's Podarks. Like it's like data. Yeah, it's like just a or it's, it's stream of data to build this shit. thing that dissolves oil. We'll get to that. But they're like, "What are you trying to do? Make us go deaf? This is just noise." And so they give him a wedgie and shove him into a garbage can. Because that still happens in 2010 instead of oh, just yeah. vicious uh, brain. It doesn't because people have class action lawsuits that they bring against people for having their kids get hit in the face. Yeah. Uh, the good old days are gone, Aaron. Okay, so Jackie Chan has to go pick him up from... Uh, uh, from school and I wrote down that okay did you notice how the administration office of this public school has the word administration down almost an entire hallway like the yep. font and the spacing of that is bigger than like two classrooms yep it looks like For it one belongs person. in like an office building of a corporation not in a public school yeah and so you need like three administrators in a public school, not like so, 40. Yeah. And so clearly, um, 
the screenwriters watched The Karate Kid, which also stars Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Oh, shit. The two bullies are there, and they're like, who's this Asian guy? And he's like, this is my bodyguard. And he's like, well, technically, that's not true. The administrator's like, oh, well, that kid always lies. And they're like threatening boy kid. They're like, oh, yeah, you, how dare you give us detention for us willingly of our own cho- free will choose to give you a wedgie and shove you into a garbage can. And the kid yeah. gets the laziest line delivery of the whole movie. Just, yeah, you're going to pay for that. <laughs> the Would fucking, they, I like, love I the, the skinny kid. enthusiasm into it than he did. The skinny kid of that duo is amazing because he doesn't say his own. He just repeats the the other guys just more bored. Like the other, the the one dude will be like, "Man, we're gonna beat you up," and he's like, "Yeah, beat you up." <clears throat> like he does not give a fuck. Well, Aaron, he's clearly like somebody's son, like Brian Levant's nephew who wanted a SAG card. Yes. Um, so after that, he's like, oh man, I want to be cool. And then, um, to make things more difficult for Jackie Chan, um, they give sugar to the younger child, Laura. And she's like this really awfully edited sequence where it's like, bow, bow, bow. she's like running all over the place with these awful sound effects. Yes. Yeah. That shit. Benny Hill asked. But worse. The end of that sequence. Yep. And that's when Billy Ray Silas brings him all of the magic, you know, plot convenience. Trade so that trade for nukes. To save us the whole Mr. Nanny stuff of, ah, yeah, yeah, these kids. I would have preferred to watch Mr. Nanny because that movie's fucking great. I know because Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan was way better at this movie. So he sets up cameras, which is kind of creepy. Um, so that he can keep track of them. He keeps GPS and thermal stuff in his glasses. Yeah. And he's like, there's no soda let upstairs. And he's like, how did you know? Also, who like at that? Like, who gives a shit? Like, why would you want thermal shit to be like, he's got soda. Like, who fucking cares? And okay. I don't know why he needs this to take care of kids, but he has like a flamethrower. Yes, finger attachment. It's to cook breakfast faster, duh. So there's there's a bunch like every morning. Every morning he's terrible at cooking breakfast. The first oatmeal comes out as a big fucking slab of oatmeal. Next one's all sloppy and shit. And then the third day when he gets the flamethrower, he just goes over a bunch of fucking bacon and toast. He's like, it's done. We like because that's how you what you need to be a great chef is fucking flamethrowers. Well, Aaron, haven't you ever seen Top Chef? That's all they do oh, is yeah. flamethrower stuff. They just get that f- fucking flamethrower out with the giant fucking backpack with the napalm in and woo, <laughs> gone. What? Breakfast it's up to health with. code. I kill all the rodents. That's true. That's that's a good way to kill rodents. Mm-hmm. And get rid of cobwebs. Yeah, and all squidgy things. What need to die? Okay, and so the Russians track the IP address of Boy Kid to the house, and um, they're like, oh, like, oh, this must be the place, but who is it? And they're like, yeah, we're looking for this guy because he's the only one who knew about it. And then 
She's like, yeah, I saw him climbing there while they see Jackie Chan climbing the ladder to do something on the house next door. Oh yeah, he's set. He's setting up. Uh, he's setting up Halloween decorations, and the the big Russian guy's like, I see him over there climbing with rope filled with skulls, and the lady's like, he is not Conan the Barbarian. I am doing a better Russian than they are. Just he saying. He's not Conan the Barbarian. He's not Conan Barbarian. Try again. Nice try. Woo. No, boss. He really is. Oh. And then they go over and they fight. Oh, yeah. And then the first guy, after Jackie Chan gets pushed, like, gets down from the ladder, he throws over the fence and they just use the Wilhelm scream. Yes. Oh. Can I say uh, uh, the. Oh, the. Um, the a backyard, a family backyard, is literally the least exciting place to have a martial arts fight. I couldn't think of a worse place. And it's also the most boring place because PG movies with martial arts are the fakest looking martial arts oh, yeah. in the world. Yeah, well, I mean, like, even, like, some of the other, like, it, he's in a warehouse, dun-dun-dun, like, he's in an oil refinery, he's in, like, he's in a kitchen or a bathroom, there's props in there, and then he does that, but out here, it's just like, I mean, there's a ladder, <sighs> whatever, like, there's nothing, it is the least, like, there's nothing there, it's, it looks like shit, it looks like they walked into the director, like I said, this movie looks like it's shot in the director's house. It looks like he walked outside and was like, man, I wish Jackie Chan would fight some Russians back here. That'd be pretty cool. I'm going to call him a producer and, and get, get, a, get a script on that. Let's do this. Oh, you know what would be really cool? A ladder fight, a pots and pans fight, and Jackie Chan. Let's get $30 yeah. million. Dollars. Oh, yes. Can we talk about the, um, the college, like, statutory rapist guy? Yes. Oh, my God. I thought, like, this, I kind of... Was hoping that he wasn't a Russian agent. <laughs> There's that was the roast, most Russian looking man that exists. So obviously it was. Well, he's but just yeah. like a total like bruh, like a surfer bruh, and he's like a college student who's like flirting with um, foreign the older daughter who's also thirteen, and he's like a college student, so you know, kind of yuck. Rapey. So he's like, yeah, I'll totally like give you a tour of the place because they go to a Chinese restaurant. Um, an ADR joke pointedly points out hilariously that they probably don't have any chicken tenders. They don't have chicken tenders here. Oh boy, that's a good joke. Cause kids only eat chicken tenders. So bad. Okay, and so he's like, I've got two words for you, Larry. That's the 13. name of the, of the college douche. 13, which is technically one word, or no. Oh, yeah, two words, 13, which is one word, really. It's one And word. when he meets Larry, he tries to do, like, this 90s, like, yo, it's rad, it's cool, it's... it's yeah, what the fuck was that? It's bomb. That was, that was upsetting. That bothered me. I didn't understand what was happening, and it made me uncomfortable. What was that? I think that was Jackie Chan's impression of what the youth talk like. Yeah, he's dead on with that. 
They're like youth. Jackie, you heard we him. Feel like youth. We need more comedy here. So we're going to put Get- the camera on you and reshoots and you just talk like you think someone his age would talk like. Obviously, it's bow to bow to bang to bang diggy. Diggy, yo, said let the me fuck setup, your 13 year old. Or bow hip, it, hop, hippy, hippy to the hip, hip, hop, hip, hip, hop, 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 Sugar Hill Gang uh-huh. can't ever outdo it. What? Why do I know that? I don't know. Because we're stupid. That and it's those are the like the two songs that I can sing on demand. Is that and Bow to Bow to Bang Bang Diggy 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 Set the Boogie Shut Up Trip the Boogie and that's about well, that it. And Mbop. Oh yeah. Mbop. Yeah, we've been over that. Oh yeah. We've yes, all many heard. Times. We've all heard uh, Hanson multiple times. If you're a veteran of the catastrophe section, you know of Hanson violently thrust into your cortex via sound waves. Wait, did you say violently thrusting? Thrust into your cortex. Oh. Via sound waves. That sounded kind of hot for a second. It just made all the, the men sploosh their jeans. (laughs) <laughs> Can that be the title of your f- debut album? <laughs> All the men sploosh their jeans. Yes, it can. <laughs> I'll get all the, I'll get all that up in my business on the hill. What? <laughs> up in my business on the hill. I'll get oh. all that. I'll get all the men splooshing in their jeans. Can your first single be, um, Hey, ladies, I wear a cat sweater, and here's why. Hey, ladies, you like cat sweaters? I got one on my body. Really long titles for all of these songs. <laughs> no, no, it should be, Hey, ladies, you like cat sweaters? Well, I got one on my body and nothing else. And uh, without pants, wink. It's, it's spelled <laughs> Wait, out wink. wink. <laughs> Spells wink after it. Why is there yes. a stealth wink? That's not stealthy. Nope. The t- got t- a boner track, track for sex number, time. Yeah. Wink. Track number three is are my genitals work and so do yours. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are excited for my record now, aren't you? Yeah, it's coming out. <laughs> what, what's the ending track? Oh, the uh, the ballad. The uh, the ending track is always a ballad for any any album. Mine is uh, mine is mashed potatoes can be a great lubricant if used correctly. Uh huh. That's that's the final track of my album. Okay. Don't get me started on my twelve minute epic. <laughs> it's track number six. Women don't want none unless you have a great personality and also your penises were in good working order in, or or you could just have money and then you throw it at them. Sometimes those people exist, but those are called sugar mamas and we don't talk none about them because we don't like them. That's my 12 minute epic. Okay. (laughs) Can we just make up more, more songs for another hour? Cause I'd be fine with that. <laughs> of just a pause and then um uh yeah 
I don't know. Violence begets more violence, but boners begets more splooshing. <laughs> oh, I think I think Aaron's most artistic track to date is A Tale of Two Cities who keep getting venereal disease from all the boners that they have for each other. Yeah. Because a it's- tale of two cities, but instead of cities, they're dicks and they're rubbing on each other. That's way better than my title. Yep. <laughs> All quite on the Western front, except for the sounds of us violently fucking. The sound of music, if you consider intercourse music. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have an unfinished basement. <laughs> if not, just- I'm a contractor. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm like, that just sounds like a contradiction. Like, you have no idea what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> I, hope you're, I hope you have a finished basement because I'm a contractor and I can help you with that. No, I don't know what that means. I can especially help title. you with the insulation. Yeah, the insulation in my genitals. Oh, yes, that. Yeah. And the you mashing know. together of them. Yeah, you know. Spy next door. <laughs> Okay, so back. We're near the the end. We're we're really close to the end. Yes, we are. Okay, so I really want to talk about um, Larry the um, statutory rapist. Oh Um, yeah, rape man. I wish that he wasn't a spy, and the rest of the movie was Jackie Chan figuring out um, this really like messed up like serial statutory rapist that he was, who's like trying to pick up 13 year olds and it turns into a how to catch a predator situation. Uh, yeah, that'd be better instead of that. That'd be much better than this whole movie. Yeah. It would be a lot more like crossroads where it's like starts as one thing and then just takes like this violent turn for the darkest shit you've seen till yeah, kick downstairs abortions. Yeah. Or miscarriages, whatever. And so it turns out uh, George Lopez is the bad guy. So while they're at the Chinese restaurant, he's like, hey, do you got that uh, MacGuffin that I, I didn't know about? But since you know that I know about it, I'm the bad guy. So gun. Yep. The way he holds a gun bothers me. Can I just say that? The way he holds a gun is upsetting. It's so such a prop. You can just tell that he has no relation well, to that as... Uh, well, here's uh, the thing. He holds it like they did in gangster movies in the 1920s, where it's really close to your body and your elbows like touching the side of you. Like he holds it like 1920s and he holds it a little sideways. And he's like, I don't know. It's not how you people hold guns these like at all. Yeah. He might as well be saying, yeah, see. Ma- yeah. Meh, see, I, we downloaded the file. See, we know you took it. Man, it's amazing. I think his exposition of um, his motivation, he's like, he's like, what are you, Jackie Chan's like, what are you doing? You are a career agent. And he's like, I want out same as you. We're both leaving for love. Only I love money. And Poldark is match.com. That was a gr- ridiculous line. And top it off with George Lopez's impeccable delivery. And you've got a winner. Oh, yeah. And Poldark is match.com. Gun. Wait, I wrote down turtle slash file one, two punch fake out. Yes. So <laughs> I remember this. Um, so when um, 
he because he, he has him at gunpoint, so he can't really like kick fight him with his jujitsu Asian martial arts stuff, whatever they call it. Martial arts is probably the the first one that you could call it, but but he has the turtle in his pocket, so he's like, I have it right here in my pocket. And then George Lopez gets in there with his fingers, he fingers his pocket up, and he gets bitten by the turtle. And he's like, oh shit! And that's when he punches him. That's what that was. Yep, good turtle, because um, the little girl, Laura, had been trying to get him to, like, will you hold my turtle? Yeah, like, all the time. <laughs> Such a fucking weird movie. Oh, and then when he God, goes to the awful. desert, too, because uh, he thinks Billy Ray Cyrus is also in on it, because he's like, wait, I don't, what are you talking about? Bootleg concert. So he goes out to the middle of the desert where they have another 80 yard line. I guess they won't have chicken tenders here. Boom. Wah, wah. They still won't have chicken tenders. At the, no restaurants out here, of course. No, not at all. That shot was weird when they're pulling up to the hotel because it has like the mountains in the background and stuff. I'm like, like so you can't like the hotel is like the same brown as everything around it so the way they shot it just looks like it's a ho- a hovel like it looks re- just that shot is really weird did you notice that i did kind of notice that yeah it was it was a strange shot i don't know how else to describe it and i also noticed like um the um boy kid that goes with him he's like oh man if i did that if i lied i would get to te- like on that level, I would get detention for a year. I'm like, yep, because he lies. Okay, what kind of fucking school policy is it where he gets in trouble for lying about a thing and then they only get detention for it and his parents get called, or, you know, Jackie Chan in this case, for that. And detention for a year? Shouldn't the punishment fit the fucking crime? It's really, like, that makes the the school in in this world makes no sense. They really don't like the consequences. It's like, oh, well, just because he's a liar and he's really smart because that kid's just, you know, he's the device through which the plot of the movie is, you know, communicated aside from George Lopez. Oh, yeah. We um, there, there's a the point in the beginning, the very uh, a lot further back where Jackie Chan goes into Ian's room and he's like, they assigned chemistry in middle school. And he's like, no, that's my pleasure reading. Get it. I'm smart. Like, oh. Uh. That's character building, folks. Learn it. And so, um, Farron or the older daughter basically calls their mom Jillian, and she's like, "Yeah, Jackie Chan's like, like Bob's a total spy and stuff." And he's like, "She's like, Jillian's like, you're lying." And then Bob's like, "It is true. Come and get your kids." And she's like, "Okay, bro. Cool story." Hangs up, and then yeah, he's gets all like, back there. Cha, bro. It's over. Between yep. her and I. Because you endangered my kids. Yeah. And then so she comes back, relieves Jackie Chan. Um, he gets captured by the Russians, but boy kid goes along with him because he thinks that he was born to be a spy. They're both tied up. George Lopez does the old, oh, I saw a James Bond movie. So you're over a pit of crocodile acid, acid boners. I'm going to tell you the whole plot. And so he's like, yep. well, this stuff basically can eat any plastic and or oil and we'll do that so that Russia has the only oil supply because cornering the market. Meh. Yeah. And he's going to make monies. 
And then there's a bike fight. There is a bike fight. There's so many prop fights in this where it's just props that pe- they, they wrestle away from each other and then hit each other with. And then the other guy takes it and he hits him back and then someone wins. Oh, and that's where the slapstick starts to get so funny. Oh, at the end of the movie when he spins that guy around like six times. Once again, this is Brian Levant who directed The Flintstones, another movie where you could literally feel the wires breaking your skin. Yabba-dabba-doo. Lots of Yabba-dabba-doo. Yeah, that same, like, oh, It's that same level of really, guys? Come on. Okay, so the um, Bob goes uh, escapes with Boy Kid. They go back to uh, excuse me the um, the suburb where Jillian and her kids are because they're going after the uh, the thing. They got a recording of George Lopez doing a you know Shakespearean monologue of spy movie evil recording. evil speech of blah blah blah. I'm evil blah blah blah. They'll never care if you don't have this recorded blah blah yeah. blah. It's He's a good like, thing you didn't record this. Phone. Yeah, it's a good thing you didn't record this. Otherwise, I'd be in real deep trouble. Oh, no, you've recorded this, and I am in really deep trouble. Aw, shucks. I thought you were tied up. Damn you, plot convenience. Oh, God. Okay, so they go into the suburb, and this was one of my favorite parts is that it's Halloween, and I feel like they wrote that into there just so that the Russian lady could take the lollipop from the surprised kids and put it in her own mouth. Yeah, probably. Because, you know, taking candy from kids. Because that means she's bad. Also, because women with lollipops in mouths equal blowjobs. I was going more for the taking candy from a baby, but I guess that works too. Well, both. Now that I've said it. Well, I think it's much less sexualized because, you know, it's a kid's movie. There's still a lot of sexy bits in all kids' movies. Yeah. Just less overt. Okay, so very less overt. She's like, "Oh, I can't be with you. What are you doing back here? I thought that we were done." And so, um, and then so they're fighting, and they like this was my favorite thing in the whole movie. That I wrote down ladder guy flamethrower, and so like they're talking. She's like, "Oh, well, some clothes need to be bought around here." Oh yeah, and then she just picks up Bob's flamethrower, which she found, and she, it just goes like the fakest CGI flamethrower, and it's and oh yeah, like a Russian guy on the ladder, and he just goes and falls into a pool. Yep. Oh, and and before she gets the flamethrower, she's like, "What is this? A lighter? I don't want you playing with fire." And then she f- burns the Russian, and she's just like, "Okay, maybe just this once." Like, wah, wah. shitty family comedy. Blankety squankity blamp. Let me shit out jokes onto this page. Oh. Oh, and then there's the uh, the Russian lady. She's like, "Trick or treat." Yes. She does puns. Because it's Halloween, and it's what you say, Halloween. Okay, and this is where things get bonkers. Like, this is where it becomes surreality, like a Three Stooges sketch. Yeah. Like, the pots and pans thing where it's like, dong, 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 dong. It sounds like he's hitting him with bells or gongs, basically. The sound design is this is all, it's just like, hey, you've seen Looney Tunes, right? Yeah, add that to this. Done. Sound design over. I've won my money from doing a job. 
And so he knocks out the second in command. The little girl um, uses the uh, gadget to make the big bulky guy go through. And she's like, that man can fly. Yeah. Well, there's also. um... Oh, God. When the 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 lady, when the lady walks in the door. uh, Are about to TP their house. Oh, yes. That was actually kind of funny a little bit. Did you want to describe that a bit? What? Did you want to describe that a bit? Yeah. So the one of the Russians chases Ian into the room and he has the sword belt, which is still a fucking stupid thing, but he pulls it on on the big Russian guy and hits him until he falls out the window. Meanwhile, the two bowlers are like, hey, 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 hey let's go TP this fucker's house. And the skinny guy next to him, yeah, TP. <laughs> and then they walk up and then the Russian guy falls out the window and down onto the driveway right in front of him. He's like, hey, guys, gotta go. And they're like, oh, man, we better pick on smaller kids like real smaller kids. Oh, fuck. Again, 80 yard jokes. Yeah. Their reaction was ADR. They did not say that at all. Does everybody in this movie universe know martial arts? In this universe? Yes. Okay. So it's just like a regular martial arts film where everybody just knows some sort of mixed martial arts style. Except um, George Lopez doesn't. He just knows how, how to hold a gun like a weirdo. They're like, well, we've got this really cool fight scene for you, George. And he's like, nah, fuck it. I'll just hold a gun. And they're like, but George, we're paying you like $2 million. And he's like, nah, gun. Guns, look, do you want to spend spend another fucking couple thousand dollars shooting this one scene? Or do you want me to just hold a gun and it'll be easy? I think they would have had to pay him for an extra day or something. He's like, yeah, I'm doing the fucking movie. Just get yeah. me out of here. Because obviously George Lopez sounds like that. Oh, and then I hey, remember I'm George Lopez. The um the Russian lady after um Podark is taken care of in the living room by Jackie Chan. Um the Russian femme fatale, she's about to come in and she's like, ha! Ah! And then the door to the kitchen smacks her in the face, and she has like that look of recognition, like ouchie, like when Wiley yep. Coyote gets hit on the head with an anvil. Exactly. And she just falls over, like. This Somebody guy watched really way too much fucking Tom Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes does not translate well into this kind of movie, or any kind of movie, really. Especially Unless espionage movies. Yeah. I mean, Die Another Day got pretty close, but... Well, to be fair, this is a... I would not call this movie an espionage movie. It's not good enough. Yeah, there's just like, well, a bootleg concert, that's intelligence, right? Yeah. Okay, so they defeat that. They're like... Oh, well, I'm too dangerous for you. I'm going to go off into the sunset. Goodbye. And then Farron, who's been the most reluctant to embrace Jackie Chan, says, look, he tried his best. Let's all love him. And they're like, okay, conflict resolved. Too easy. So they hug and stuff. Yep. Oh, and my favorite line that um, Jillian got to say is, I can't marry you. You're. It's much too dangerous. I thought you were a regular boring guy. Our wedding gifts would need to be... Um, would have to be examined by the bomb disposal or bomb yeah, squad. Yeah, by the bomb squad. It'd have to be opened by the bomb squad. Oh, that's a terrible <laughs> line. Exactly. It's shit. Oh, and then when they when they're pulling uh Poe Dark, which isn't a name, then they're putting him into the police 
thing. He's just like, how fast can you get me out of this jumpsuit? Because obviously he's in another silly costume. He's. I think that's funny because he's going into another jumpsuit because prison. Yes. We're done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like so there's nothing else really. That bit of sunshiny joy. Um, moving on to verdicts. Aaron does the move. Does the spine next door. Oh, oh, one final thing before we move on to verdicts. Um, Billy Ray Cyrus, um, handcuffs George Lopez and he's like I'm ashamed in you I'm not just some hick yep oh are they too f- tight I don't think I don't know how these work I'm just some heel Billy yep that's it okay so does this movie belong in the catastrophe section Aaron no it's not good enough yeah I wish that the silly parts were sillier there were still some enjoyable parts in how garbage they were, but it's not good enough. It's not worth the time. Yeah, it's not miss enough like the identical to be like, ooh, that's worth seeing. And well, the not- identical's a fucking gem of humanity. You can't compare that this to the identical. I can try. Yeah, but you're gonna fail because there's nothing like it. Oh, man. Ironically, there's uh, ironically there is nothing like the identical. Yeah, that is Get kind it? of ironic. Because the name. It. It's a name joke. A honky tonk. A honky tonk. Oh, you can't be go down, go down, down there. You are go get, go, go get. You can never go get arrested. Okay, yeah. so let's move on to counterpoints where we take reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. Aaron. How much of a percentage does the spy next door have on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm guessing 18. It has 12%. All right. 11 fresh and 79 rotten. The consensus reads as lacking a script funny enough to cover up for Jackie Chan's fading physical gifts. The spy next door fails on every conceivable level. Yeah, it does. I wouldn't say every conceivable level because I do kind of like the slapstick stuff. I, it just doesn't stretch far enough in the good stuff. So it looks like most film critics uh, targeted the film for quote unquote lacking a script. Um, Michael Phillips of the Chicago Tribune criticized it for being true lies without the strip tease of the Arab maiming end quote. And Kyle Smith of the New York post also cr- also claimed that this movie rips off true lies. Um, Lyle, however you say that, Lowenstein of Variety gave the film a negative review, saying the film's cartoonish jokes and misfired gags are likely to elicit more eye rolls than laughs. Yeah. Um, Daniel Egan of The Hollywood Reporter also disliked the film, saying most of it is pretty tired stuff from pacifier-style slapstick to comic relief delivered by of all people. And that chant and that Jackie Chan seems stiff and clad in unattractive clothes and forced into dumbed down situations. Um, others called it a sad viewing experience. Um, the woeful screenplay, the mundane direction by Brian Levant and the indifferent acting all combined to sink a stupid plot which should never have gotten off the ground. Um, ooh, someone gave it a positive review. 
Uh, Gary Ricky of the Philadelphia Inquirer gave it two and a half stars out of four or five. I don't know. She gave it the benefit of the doubt, which I don't know what that really has to do with the context of this that she says, but she says the plot may be forgettable, but the execution is frantic and funny. The Spy Next Door is a movie that will bring smiles to kids and their grandparents. Why, why grandparents? Well, because senior baseball. Oh, that's so like, well, I, they assume that no parents are giving or the parents will hate it. But if grandparents will take it, they'll love it. Was, is the reviewer just like a 60 year old or an 80 year old being like, my kids would love this movie. Like, I, that's such a weird thing to bring up grandparents. Yeah, I know. It's like everyone else, fuck you. But those two demographics, I, because we mentioned a hip replacement, that's got an in. Well, I think it's because of the slapstick part. That's just like, remember this being funny in the 20s? Ha! Like, I, I don't know. I think that's, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange thing to bring up in a review as a demographic. Yeah. But I also think it's probably written by someone who's high. So. I mean, maybe. Okay, Aaron, how much money did this movie cost to make? It looks real cheap. I'm going to say 30. Close, 28. Oh, God. How much did it make? I want to say under, but I know that's not true. 50. 45 million. $45,236,543. Boo. Boo that. And that's worldwide. God damn it, America. I mean, it's kind of... Do better. They got their budget back and... Marketing. And marketing. Yeah. So they didn't lose money, pretty much. More or less. I mean, they might have lost a bit, depending on how far... On how hard they pushed it. I mean... Yeah. I imagine they probably pushed a lot of it because Jackie Chan's kind of like an international selling point like i could see a movie like this doing really well in china yeah because of his presence obviously well yeah otherwise no okay so it should be said that the director like aaron was saying earlier um brian levant has directed other catastrophe section favorites and future ones he directed the flintstones my favorite way oh god the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, Snow Which Dogs, will do. Are We There Yet? Oh. A Christmas Story 2. Oh, God. Um, and the writers, um, it looks like there's three, um, and it looks like they've worked together on quite a few things. It looks like Jonathan Bernstein and James Greer, writing partners, have written, they wrote the screenplay for it. They have written Max Keeble's Big Move. Oh boy. I remember that one. I don't. I think that's the uh no no, that's the little vampire of what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. Oh, a fucking favorite, a classic. <laughs> uh something called The Brown Man in 1993. Um something called Just My Luck. Um a direct to DVD thing called bait shop and then something called oh yeah and then the spy next door and that's it oh just my luck is with Lindsay lohan oh boy oh you know it's good then on it looks like pretty much the same thing for james greer and then gregory 
Poirier, yeah. who also co-wrote the screenplay. Ooh, he's got a bunch of stuff under his. Let's read this. Um, <clears throat> uh, Danger Zone 3, Steel Horse War. What? Steel Horse War? Uh, Wild Malibu Weekend, exclamation point. Oh, man, that's a cla- That's so good. The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Sea Spot Run, Tomcats, A Sound of Thunder, National Treasure, Book of Secrets. The sequel? He wrote that. All right. Yep, he wrote the, he has a story credit on it. All right. And then finally, it looks like he wrote The Spy Next Door and has a couple TV credits that he has in there. Oh, and this movie has two Razzie nominations. Aaron, what were the, what was it nominated for? Uh, Worst Fights. I don't think that's a Razzie category. Probably not. I, you know, they make special ones every year. You never know. Yeah. Um, uh, worst Jackie Chan, whatever they deem him to be, lead. Uh, no. Really? All right. Um, terrifyingly bad score. Worst no, screenplay. I wish that was a category, though. Worst screenplay. No, um, it actually got two worst supporting actor noms for Billy Ray Cyrus and uh, other guy George, George Lopez. Lopez. Yep, two nomination Good. nomination for each of them. All right, they deserve it, but I still love Billy Ray Cyrus in this movie just because he's terrible. Oh, he's shit, but just I mean, the, he, it's just the shit they make him say. Like the energy, it's not. It's it. yeah, <clears throat> it's not him. It's the shit they make him say is crazy pants. Okay, so let's move on into our final segment. Aaron, what's on your radar this week? Uh, balls. Um, yeah, balls. Big bundles of balls are on my radar. I see them blipping and blooping, and I'm like, hey, look. There's more balls on my radar. You know what I'm saying, ladies? Ha! All right. What's actually on my radar <laughs> is, um, uh... The new Total War game, Total War Attila. That's pretty fucking cool. It's it's Dark Ages shit. Ostrogoths, Vig- Visigoths, Saxons, all that wackadoo, wackadoo shit. Um, that's cool. And then I found a new band called Half Moon Run, which is some... I'm not an indie rock person, but they're really cool. And I know exactly why I enjoy them. It's because they have vocal layering, which I fucking love. I... Like any band with good vocal layering, like the shit Queen did, and just it, it's it's so good. I love that kind of stuff. And then they have really cool percussion. I don't give a fuck about no guitars in that band. They have them. I don't care what's happening with them because the percussion's fucking awesome. And then they're layering vocals and shit. So go go that. That's good. Anything that, else? That's it. No, that's it. Um, what's on my radar this week? Um, pretty much just if you want to see a good spy movie that is totally the opposite of the demographic that the spy next door is going for, go see Kingsman, the Secret Service, directed by Matthew Vaughn and starring Colin Firth as a total fucking badass. The action is really frenetic. It's got a statement, a semi-successful statement on violence. Um, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson plays like the Bond-esque villain. It's kind of like a good 
flipping on its head of like the Roger Moore Bond era films. There's one particular fight scene in a church that is fucking incredible. So definitely go see that. Um, Matthew Vaughn also um, directed X-Men First Class, uh, Kick-Ass 1, uh, Layer Cake, and Stardust. So he's a very committed director who definitely has a really good handle of making movies fun and having developed characters in really kind of wacky circumstances. So that's Kingsman The Secret Service in theaters now. And Aaron, what are we reviewing next time on the Catastrophe section? Next time on the Catastrophe section, we have the Kirk Cameron classic. The tale of firemen in the film Fireproof. Oh, it's Kirk Cameron Licious. He's going to come out and talk to you about Jesus, and he's going to yell about family, and he's going to fight some fires. He's going to hit him with an axe, and the fire's going to be like, oh, shit, I've been Kirk Cameronized. And then he's going to flee to the back of the fire, and then dissipate, and then it's going to win. And then we're going to watch that, and it's going to be shit, and it's going to be great. Um, Agreed. And this movie looks in- incredible. Yes, it looks great bad. So look for that next time. Um, so until then, I'm Cameron. And I'm Aaron, and continue to be so until I die, which won't be until a long time in less terrible circumstances like murder and or suicide. But that other one's not happening, just murder, probably. Murder will happen to me. And by that, I mean not. prophecy. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to list things that could kill me for, for the end of the show. Let's see, dog bites. Hundreds of dog bites. I could die to that. Uh, horrible food poisoning. Herpes. Die to that. Um, uh, arsenic. I could die to arsenic. I could be uh, I could be burnt alive by fire. I could be set alight and burned that way. I could drown. I could be beaten up by hobos until my bones break and they sh- the bones become shards of death in my body. So they stab me more while it's in my body and stab my meat because they're sharp bone bits. They're going into me. Yeah, that could happen, and I could die that way. Guns, knives, uh, pugilists. Pugilists could get me. Defenestration. Okay, outro. Outro. Hey, bring me your swords. Oh no, my neighbor window. He watched me commit a crime. Talking about death previously. going to be made before he went insane. Jackie Chan. Okay.